0: hello and welcome back to another episode of spilling the tea and um, on this week's episode i have a fabulous guest a gorgeous guest who i have probably chatted to more than probably some of my friends over the years because deborah is the owner of the skin boutique and if you follow me on instagram you've probably heard me talk about it before i tag them all the time because i'm obsessed with them but also it's where i go myself for skincare I and i've been so going fun. and i look so far thanks so much to you <laughs> but i've been going since like way before COVID, probably like 2019 so like you know, seeing you once a month for like an hour chat at least for the last nearly like three or four years, bar like COVID in between. Yeah, I suppose it actually is probably yeah. more than a lot of my friends. Yes. These days. so like we're always having the chats <laughs> and always like we're going on holidays and catching up. But today I've Deborah in with me to talk about psoriasis. We're going to talk about rosacea. We're, we're going to talk about acne, and we're going to cover a little bit of eczema. So I want this to be like your one-stop shop for any of those conditions. We can look at it from holistic perspective kind of what a medical treatment would be and then of course deborah's going to fill us in on her skincare mm-hmm. knowledge so i hope you guys enjoy this episode and um, deborah also has her own podcast called the beauty edit or the the beauty buzz, buzz. yeah, yeah buzz, buzz, buzz. and after this episode we're actually going to go and record um a whole episode on bridal skin yes. over on her yes. podcast so I will link it below and make sure to go follow Deborah. Her podcast, honestly, is so good. Like as much as I'm, I know loads from her telling me. I learned so much from like the first few episodes. You feel like that as well, but
1: I feel like that about you because anytime I'm chatting to you, I'm like, oh my god, you're just a fountain of knowledge.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so there we have all of our knowledge together. So I'll link Deborah's um, podcast below, and I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. So let's spill the tea on all things skin. I'm so excited to announce Ethos as our sponsor for season two. If you follow me on Instagram, you've probably heard of them already. Ethos are an Irish CBD and hemp brand set up by couple Amy and Fergus, who are both extremely lovely people, may I add. They have a range of CBD oils and hemp teas, and they have blended organically grown hemp from Wicklow with adaptogenic herbs, which I'm obsessed with, and botanical extract to support a range of well-being needs. Their rest range supports better quality sleep and their balance range helps to reduce daily stress and anxiety and their active oil and repair balm are focused on reducing inflammation and aiding recovery from workouts. I recommend adding their supplements to your routine if you're looking to improve your sleep quality, stress levels or reduce inflammation. Their teas are also a really, really nice addition to your bedtime or daily routine. You'll find Ethos at most pharmacies or health food stores and they also kindly gifted me 20% off discount code for all of you lovely listeners. If you head the link in my show notes below you can subscribe there and it'll be sent straight to your inbox in addition to a gorgeous bedtime yoga track to help you distress and unwind before bed. If you're curious about trying the products check the digital consultation tool on their website to help you select the right product for your needs or listen to episode one of season two where I speak to Amy about the signs and benefits of CBD. So, Deborah, I think the first thing we should talk about is rosacea because it's something that is... Not really talked about that much. I think mm. acne really does get the mm-hmm. limelight a lot of the time where a lot of people wouldn't really know what to do for rosacea. It's something I actually see quite a lot of in the clinic. Um, from my perspective and kind of what we would see and also sorry if people don't realise rosacea is kind of that like red. It's almost like the butterfly rash. Isn't that what we describe it as?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You So you have rosacea and then you have acne rosacea but mainly it is like the redness around the cheek area. It's yeah. really common with Irish skin. Yes. We have that Celtic, Viking, and red
0: Pale skin. Yes. skin. yes. And it's way more common apparently in women than in yeah. men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So from kind of like a holistic perspective or kind of like what we would see it cause that, number one, it's actually autoimmune. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the time we see it linked with, um, it can be genetic, it can run in families. Autoimmune would kind of be linked then with things like if you have poor immune system, we look at gut health here as well mm-hmm. because 80% of your gut is linked to your immune system. So, So, really interesting even mentioning gut health. Another um, thing that we would find rosacea is linked with is actually an overgrowth of a bacteria called H. pylori. Have you ever heard H. pylori before? Oh, actually, hold on, wait a second.
1: Okay, so this is an unusual method with rosacea, okay? So, you know Obagi? Yeah, skincare? Yeah, yeah, Obagi skincare. So, Dr. Obagi, he's really... um, controversial as such. Mm-hmm. So he believes in treating rosacea. He he believes it's like dust mites, like mites on the skin. Okay. On the surface of the skin. So he like you can get like not like anti worm and tablets, but something along those lines. Would you Oh my God,
0: it's so interesting it's the same thing. So, yeah. Like H. Pylori is a bacterial overgrowth in mm-hmm. the stomach, and okay. it increases gastric acid, which is your stomach acid. And this actually causes that inflammation on the skin. So I think it's like I have those statistics. I think it's actually eighty-eight percent of people with rosacea actually have H. Pylori common. So a lot oh. of people have things like reflux or digestive issues to go alongside it and yeah. not realise it's linked. So you saying there, like, this is so interesting. Yeah, <laughs> so look at us, ready? Look at us putting <laughs> a few things together. We actually said before we started, we're like, no, don't talk to me about what yeah. you're going to say. it is like, let's actually do it on the podcast. So all of us were like, oh my god like this is like real (laughs) because there's such a big link like Mm. it's
1: i suppose it's all the one really yeah so the
0: herbs that i use for h pylori are all there's one called wormwood which is your Ah. like um antibacterial herbs Mm. it's berberus like we focus on like the bad bacteria in the gut so like his perspective on like dust mite and Mm. like bacterial growth it's it's the exact same approach as what actually i would do so does he do Ah. is it skincare that he uses or yeah,
1: so I would, I've would. i read a couple of his books. He has a skincare range, um, the Obagi skincare range, and then there's Zoe by Obagi. Now, I'm not 100% familiar with it cover to cover, so um, I don't, like, obviously recommend and mm-hmm. things that I'm not 100% about. But, um, yeah, his, his skincare range is a medical-grade range, and it is quite good. But I must actually, after chatting to you about that, I must actually look into their treatments for rosacea because that's really interesting. So that, interesting. Yeah, Yeah.
0: So if it's linked with... Um, H. pylori and immune system, from my perspective, the main thing that we do in the clinic is focus on gut health. Mm-hmm. So again, you might be suffering with constipation, you might have reflux. I bet you li- people listen to this for you're going to be like, oh my god, yeah. this is me. How have I never linked the, mm-hmm. these, two thing- these two things before? Um, from a dietary perspective, the main thing I actually look at is gluten okay. and casein, which is the protein found in cow's milk. Mm-hmm. So what we're trying to do here is reduce the pro-inflammatory foods. God, this is so just, yeah. I'm going to be of knowledge. Yeah, when there. you go in there, you're like, how do you find your gluten? And gluten I always think like you've probably heard people can even work and they're like, I'm on a diet, I'm going gluten free. Yeah. Like it's such a woman thing that we mm. just kind of think gluten is the devil. Whereas the only time I really focus on gluten is if I see clients with autoimmune conditions. So I anyone mean, listen things like um some thyroid issues, arthritis, um what else mean? Like in an there? inflammation in the body. Yeah, like yeah. psoriasis, we'll mm-hmm. talk about later. Sometimes gluten would be linked with that, and death or rosacea. Mm-hmm. Um so that'd be first thing I'd focus on people is reduce gluten in the diet. And then we're focusing on the other side. I always call it like putting out the fire. So you're looking at things like your healthy fats. I know you would always say like your omega-3 supplements, mm-hmm. your avocados, your oily fish, your nuts, your seeds, your olive oil. These healthy fats are literally the structure of your skin. Every single cell in your body has like a fatty tissue surrounding it, a fatty membrane. So um, it helps put out fires and it helps kind of structure of your skin. So that's kind of step one is put out the fire step two: focus on gut health, which may be linking with things like food intolerances. You might want to do like um, gut health in terms of adding in probiotic foods, prebiotic foods. That's kind of a whole episode in itself. Mm. And what I would say if anyone is listening and they're like, oh my God, I have the reflux. I definitely have H. pylori. If they know they have it, I have a brilliant gut health nutritionist and we've got health consultations on my clinics. So I'll link them below. I would highly recommend booking in because that's by far step one. Um, and supplements from our perspective, I mentioned omega three. Yeah, zinc. zinc is definitely. Yeah, but do you use much zinc? Not really. They're no probably zinc. in some supplements that so you do. Do you know what and we have in the
1: clinic? We have a little bit of advanced nutrition, and yeah. they do have certain ones. They have a skin antioxidant, and they all kind of contain zinc. But I know you like you yeah. love zinc.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <You> love <laughs> I'm zinc. always like, do you, yeah. "Are you taking your zinc? Yeah. yeah, zinc helps with skin repair. Mm-hmm. That's why it's so important, and it also helps with white blood cell production. Oh, okay. Yeah, and your white blood cell is your immune system. Mm-hmm. So going back to you in like a full circle there again, obviously if you've bad bacteria overgrowth, you're going to need your immune mm-hmm. system to be working. So zinc, omega-3 and herbal medicine is brilliant for rosacea. The medical approach is normally antibiotics. Yes. So it's really interesting that it's the same. They're focusing on bacteria overgrowth, mm. you know, that kind of way. So we would give, again, the antibacterial herbs, um, but fill me in on skincare side of things. Okay. You said there's loads of things that you guys would do for rosacea. Yeah,
1: like, okay, so usually when someone comes in to me with rosacea, it can be hereditary. Um, It can be from bad skin products. A lot of people that would come in and for years they've been using baby wipes or mm. they've been lashing on random acids. Micellar water. <laughs> yeah, the devil. Um, And... Do you know what? It's it's just what it like so rosacea, it's red, it's angry, the the skin's barrier, the skin's there is there to protect and when the barrier is broken, your skin pushes back and is like, What the hell is going on? So you get that really red, sore, tight angry skin. Um, And you have to be really soothing with it. You have to repair the skin's barrier. So there's a couple of things you can do. Um, Obviously product use at home would be a major thing. People are afraid to use anything because obviously if you have something that's red and irritated, you're going to say, oh no, I'm not going to use that. So they automatically reach for something like La Roche-Posay or Aveeno or something like that. Now La Roche-Posay I think is absolutely brilliant for a skin condition like that um, their cleansers and stuff they're really soothing the balms it's not going to disturb the barrier but you have to kind of repair the barrier and then you have to look after your skin health as well in relation to treatments chemical peels are brilliant and a lot of people would be very shy um, they shy away from them because obviously chemical peels sound really aggressive
0: Sounds scary Yeah, yeah. it sounds yeah. scary and
1: you, also, you you would think if your face is, is really red and it's irritated mm. why would you throw acid on it but obviously if you're doing it in a controlled environment with a professional it is safe there's certain things that you know we, we would do we do it in a gradual way so they come in for our first treatment we would put on the peel for X amount of minutes we watch we see how the skin reacts, um, and you're gradually kind of improving the skin health and improving the skin's barrier. So then, in it, it basically reduces the redness in the long run. Then, then we have lasers, which I think is the absolute best treatment for rosacea. And um, again, you are damaging the skin as such so but it's a controlled trauma in the skin so when you uh, get laser done it's heating up the skin the skin thinks it's after being damaged it goes into repair mode so if you think of a really mm. thin piece of paper say that's the skin starting out, when you do a couple of laser, you have a stack of paper then. So your barrier is thickened. It's healthier. You have more collagen. You have more elastin. Like it's it, it's just your barrier is totally repaired and you're able for more then. So it kind of takes away the soreness. It takes away the inflammation and obviously a big thing. I know obviously from a health point of view, um, there's so many things you can do, but the redness. Nobody wants to go around with a red face. So you pack on loads of concealer, you're packing on makeup and you're getting, like, you know, people get very self-conscious with yeah. it as well. Yeah. Um, Like, I would just say, don't look online um, for treatments. Don't talk to your friends about treatments. Just go directly to a professional because yeah. there's no point in wasting your money or trying out something that someone down the road tried that recommended something with rosacea. I know everyone goes by recommendations normally, mm-hmm. but rosacea is such a... It's such a fragile kind of yeah. thing to treat that you really just have to go to a professional and invest in treatments like laser that are going to repair your issue rather than prolonging it anymore by, you know, you mm-hmm. got getting loads of products and whacking them on the skin and hoping for the best.
0: The other really interesting thing as you're talking there about products, so mm-hmm. cheaper products, like anything that isn't great quality, like yeah. your skin is going to absorb that. Mm-hmm. It's going to have a knock-on effect in gut health. Yeah. Your gut isn't going to be as healthy. Mm-hmm. It's going to affect your immune system. Your immune system's not working. It's going to increase inflammation. It's such, like, a vicious cycle. So even, yeah. like, reducing processed foods, like, I'm always, like, minimise how much, basically just how much crap you're putting into yeah. your body, whether it's food, whether it's poor quality drinking water, whether it's products, like everything you put into your body, your skin has to process. Do you know, your body has to process, sorry, I should say. And your skin is your largest detoxification organ. So yeah. oftentimes it's your skin. I hate the word detox because it's just been so, like, used, overused in just like... Diet culture. Oh, <laughs> honestly, like, I'm almost afraid to say it, but your skin supports detoxification pathways. Mm. And when your body body's stressing out... That it's not as efficient at detoxing. It's always detoxing. Let me just throw that in there again. But certain times things can inhibit detoxification pathways. And um, by reducing how much, I would say, like your toxic load, mm-hmm. it's so important. Little side note, it's so interesting talking about, there about the laser. What's the difference between laser and microneedling in terms of like skin repair and collagen production and that okay. kind of thing? So essentially,
1: they do similar things but they're two different treatments so if you're getting microneedling done you're piercing the skin Mm. like microscopically piercing the skin with laser it's using heat and the heat converts into energy do you know
0: so they're both the end goal is the same in terms of collagen production. Yeah, so and, like, like would laser be go for scarring and things like that? Mm, not so much. It depends. See, there's all different types of lasers as okay. well. So there's yeah. IPL laser, which it would
1: what you would treat rosacea with. Um fractional laser, I absolutely love for the likes of scars, um, large pores, um, surgical scars. It's actually it works really well on um lines, like deep lines, deep forehead lines. Um, but yeah, like I wouldn't I wouldn't treat the, an IPL for, for scarring the same way I would microneedling so that's why a lot of the times when people come mm. in and I'll talk about this in my bridal podcast yeah. um, we use a combination of treatments because yes you're looking for a collagen response in the skin and you're looking to damage the skin in a controlled environment but they give different results by doing the same thing if makes sense yeah it's (laughs) personalized which is good because the
0: same way I work I wouldn't give Mm. a one-size-fits-all approach and even for rosacea like in terms of herbal medicine we stock 300 different herbs in the clinic so it's so when someone comes to me for skin Mm -hmm. we need to know okay what's the root of the problem is it linked to poor immune system is it linked with inflammation is it linked with stress and we'd make up tonics for exactly that so for example if you come to me with rosacea. And it's very much linked. They have the reflux, they have the acid, they have digestive issues. I'd be giving them the antimicrobial herbs for maybe the H. pylori and at the same time give them something for increasing digestion, mm. helping with liver, helping with skin. So it's so interesting that it is so personalized when it comes to. Yeah. And it's, skin. I just, even I know
1: we've spoken a million times, but it's, it's actually so linked.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I know. <laughs> it's we so, linked. so linked together. Yeah. So let's talk about um, eczema. This okay. is another one that I know is so common, especially in Ireland. Yes. One but of the reasons does yeah. it go? Sorry,
1: does it go it autoimmune it goes down to as well, so or does it? Tri- it? Yeah, so okay. what
0: well, we would see it as it's called the atopic triad, mm-hmm. and the atopic triad is hay fever, asthma and eczema. I'll go hand in hand together. Mm-hmm. It's very rare I find anyway, from working with clients in, this, in the clinic, if they have eczema, they have asthma or they have hay fever. And it's all got to do with an immune response. It's an allergy. So that can be linked with dust. It can be linked with pollens. It can be linked with food. It can be linked with stress. It's mm-hmm. anything that kind of irritates your environment. Sad. So a lot of the time as well, you'll see people who have asthma as kids, they go inhalers and it's like as if the inhalers suppress mm. the immune response. Again, your skin, your body is linked together. It pushes out that immune response through the skin. So we really see a massive link between um, eczema and asthma. The number one thing I would do for these people is cow's milk. Absolutely. Hands down. I use this as an example. So I'd say people listening as well who have this atopic triad, they're always snotty kids. So as children, it's ear, nose, troth, chest infection, grommets, tonsillitis they'll get older it'll be turning things like asthma the hay fever will kick in the eczema will kick in and normally as adults they still have those Mm. kind of real high allergenic things every year the hay fever and the other thing it's so interesting it normally runs in families so it's like I would say like Aunt Mary also has hay fever and Uncle John has psoriasis and this kind of thing so cow's milk by far number one and cow's milk to not to cut out. Yeah, to okay. reduce yeah, in the yeah, diet. Yeah. And okay. we're obsessed with dairy in mm. Ireland. Like yeah, we absolutely are. <laughs> <laughs> dairy fiends. And I'm not a guy. It's funny how like I always seem like I'm like anti-dairy because a lot of things I talk about, cow's milk kind of comes in like it's not amazing for hormones either. Yeah. But what I'd say is it doesn't cause acne, doesn't cause skin issues. But certain people, if you're a snotty head and you mm. have all those high allergenic foods, really, really important to look at cow's milk in your diet. Um so that's the first thing I would focus on is reducing Thai's milk. Um, eczema also as well is kind of more itchy. So I think sometimes people get mixed up between psoriasis and eczema. Would you know the difference in the clinic when you see people yeah, come
1: in? Yeah, like I have psoriasis myself, so I know yeah. kind of by looking at it. Um, But yeah, they, they kind of have the same more or less character, character uh, yeah. characteristics.
0: Yeah, yeah, we sometimes think eczema is more itchy yeah. and it can be kind of more weepy and mm-hmm. it's kind of more isn't like the cracks of your arms and mm. like the back of your legs and yeah. it kind of can be like different places. Psoriasis normally is the same on either Patches. side, isn't it? It yeah. kind of it goes with... If you have it on this side, the right side, you're probably going to have it on the left side. It kind yeah. of, it mirrors each other. Um, medically, it's probably just steroids. I don't remember, I've ever really seen anything else for eczema. No. From a doctor. Steroid cream. And it kind of puts you kind of, what's that spring between a rock and... Hard place. Hard places? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that like, fair enough, the steroid cream might work short term for your skin. But I find once you stop taking it, your skin flares up again. So it's great like that. If you have a wedding coming up if your skin's like not right... Take the creams, yeah, but long term generally it doesn't really fix it. Yeah,
1: because like that, I would have clients coming in, and when it comes to psoriasis and eczema, this is why it'd be really interesting to listen to your perspective. Yeah, um, I'm I'm kind of lost. Like, I'll always yeah. admit when I'm lost, and that there are two skin conditions that I do lost with because like that, I can only recommend so much. Um, obviously, like more sensitive products and soothing products, anti-inflammatory products led light therapy but other than that it's gp and steroid cream Mm -hmm. and it's an inflammation and
0: i don't know where it's coming from so you know it's and that's what i love i thought this episode would be so good to talk about that like i'm sure Mm -hmm. there's people going for treatments for Mm -hmm. eczema or psoriasis and not getting any results or like using whether it's really expensive skincare that's not quite Mm -hmm. right for them at least you can be like guys and actually it's why i always send people to use that i'm like if Deborah like can't help you or she's she's not going to sell you things. You be honest, you're <laughs> yeah. not gonna like I oh, need these five yeah. different products. So you be like, look, good cleanser. Let's start mm-hmm. off with basics. A good serum. Like all my clients who've ever gone to you come back to me like, oh my god, she's amazing. Mm. They're not leaving because skincare is so expensive and it's, it's worth so, it's spending so the money. Yeah. And kind of, I would say like building your you know your little kit up like bit by bit. You don't have to yeah. go in and drop like four hundred euro go. Yeah, is. literally. <laughs> but that's why I think you're so good because you're so yeah. honest with people. But from an eczema perspective, again, so we're looking at cow's milk, by mm. far the most important thing from my perspective. And then you're adding back in those anti-inflammatory um, supplements again. So your omega-3, your oily fish, your flax seeds, mm. kind of what I mentioned earlier on, like the basis of skin is the same. Like mm. it's the healthy fats, it's the anti-inflammatory foods. With eczema, because it's linked with um, kind of your immune system, like those allergies is an immune response, your things like pineapple, your... Um, quercetin supplements like let me just look these up again. It's completely gone in my head. Yeah, so your pineapple. apples, your berries, your pineapple, your cherries, yeah, that okay. kind of stuff. Um they're really, really good because they have this um kind of like anti inflammatory. And is enzymes. that to do with the end?
1: Yeah, that's what I was gonna
0: say. Is that the to do enzymes, with the enzymes? Yeah, yeah oh, the enzymes. Okay. Um herbal medicine is brilliant mm-hmm. for eczema. I have to say about two in her own horn. <laughs> One thing we're really good at is skin issues, especially Mm. chronic issues like your rosacea, your psoriasis and your eczema, because there's so little that medicine can do. It's very much like literally putting a plaster on a bleeding wound. It will never fix the root of the problem. Mm. Whereas we kind of go to that deeper level and we actually try and fix kind of what is going wrong long term. Um, So it's just something to keep in mind. Now, actually, forgot to mention the kind of easy route around this as well is it's only cow's milk, which is so fascinating, right? So it's got to do with there's a type of protein called A1 casein protein Mm. and sheeps and goat milk and buffalo milk has A2 casein. Yeah, Mm. so I'm like to clients, you're not vegan. Like you can have your feta, you can go for buffalo mozzarella, you can have sheeps milk, goat's milk. It's not that you have to go completely cow's milk free or dairy free. It's Mm. just the cow's milk that we're reducing. That's
1: actually really interesting. Mm -hmm. I'm going to just keep saying that all the time. But would you think, okay, so from a protein perspective, Mm -hmm. Would cow's milk or sorry, would goat's milk have the same amount of protein as cow's milk has?
0: The amount of protein is the same, but it's mm-hmm. the structure of the protein okay. is different. Okay. So goats have been called A two casein mm-hmm. and cows are A one casein. Mm. So it's the structure it's so fascinating and yeah. I see it so much for clients. Like even with kids actually, if anyone's listening and they've like Babies with eczema, like, which is so, so common, especially mm-hmm. in Ireland, again, all of us snotty kids and high allergenic family history. Um, even just switch them on to, like, goat's milk formula or like, like, Glynis could have goat's milk yogurts. You get them in Dunn. It's not something that are really hard to get these days. These days, it's, it's absolutely brilliant. If you have anything, like, dietary, like, in Dunn,
1: Super Valley, mm-hmm. everything, they all have gluten-free. They all have yeah. alternatives for milk. It's brilliant compared to what it was, you know.
0: Yeah. And then... While we're on the topic of kind of stuff that you feel like you can't see that much mm. of, psoriasis. I know that you have psoriasis yourself.
1: Okay. So you actually recommended a really good cream. Okay. Now yeah. I can't remember. It was in a yellow tube and it was a herbal cream. It's I'll, the calendula cream. Okay. That is for if anyone's listening that has psoriasis, go and buy that cream. Yeah. I'll link it below.
0: We have that on our online shop. Yeah. yeah. It is yeah.
1: absolutely. Amazing. Like I have tried everything. Obviously, it frustrates me because I'm a skin expert. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not really an expert if I don't know how to figure out my own psoriasis. And it is. It's very annoying because like I would wear when I'm in work, I wear a dark uniform and it's like I wear my hair up. So it's like you have dandruff. So you're kind of mm-hmm. you're self-conscious about that as well. Um, it's because I have it on the nape of my neck. It's just dis- it disappeared when I was pregnant. And I thought it was gone for good um, because even when I was six months, it still wasn't around. And then all of a sudden, boom, it appeared again. And it had never changed its size. It never, it's it's just helped me.
0: So <laughs> into the pregnancy thing always fascinates me. Yeah. The main declines I have who have like chronic inflammatory issues mm-hmm. so things like IBS or like ulcerative colitis, like really, really bad symptoms, even arthritis, right? Yeah. And they just goes away when they're pregnant. Mm. It's like your body is just unbelievable at keeping itself alive. Yeah. And anything that's like gonna threaten the baby, it just mm-hmm. gets shut down. Do yeah, you know, it's so interesting. So psoriasis is an autoimmune condition. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's what we see it as. Um, linked with inflammation in the body. And it's so tricky because stress flares it up, as I'm sure you know. Yes. And it's for, like, just don't be stressed. Like, just breathe. <laughs> You're flaring your skin, Debra. Like, it's so hard not to be stressed. Um, poor gut health it comes back in here again. I know it's on, like, a broken record. Like, it's yeah. the same things over and over again. But, like, gut health again, 80% of your immune system is your gut. Well,
1: everything, even in relation to acne and stuff like that, everything is your gut health, yeah. basically. And so you'd your um, probiotic as well, mm-hmm. Merlac, yeah. the best probiotic that you can get. It's, like, is it 15 yeah, like 15 euro. Yeah. So cheap. Yeah. I, there's so many brands out there that, like, I don't know whether it's down to marketing or what it is. Yeah. What it is the price of certain supplements. We were only chatting about that, about yeah. different supplements the other day. You yeah. don't have to pay, mm-hmm. like, mental money to get good stuff. Do you know, your online shop is brilliant, though, because it has all you simplify things You even have a pill pack as well which is yeah. really good
0: um, Love this job you're like plugging yeah, the shop I'm like, <laughs> I didn't even ask her to do this I'm like and the answer, I'm genuine. use spilling the tea for what you actually do think Diskin Code it's spilling the tea um, if you want to pop on afterwards and get some bits I'll actually link everything down below Yeah but uh, do you know what I'm, yeah. I'm one
1: for if I use something myself mm-hmm. and I love it and I try stuff out I will recommend it to everyone because yeah. I believe I believe in stuff that I believe in and I believe in stuff that works and I I, need yeah. I have suffered with obviously psoriasis as I said I came to you years ago mm-hmm. with IBS I was told I had IBS and you were basically explaining to me it's just a symptom Yeah. when I looked after my gut health my humour changed I had more energy I wasn't feeling like bloated like I'd get mm-hmm. bloated anyway just from like time to time but you could actually it just regulates you so much yeah. somewhere like and yeah. they the can
0: do it and thing? it's called calendula cream yes. so calendula is a herb it's actually mm-hmm. so interesting so calendula is there's herbs called vul- vulnerary herbs mm-hmm. and they are used topically on the skin and it works as a herb Yeah, you put it on the skin it can be absorbed through your system but a vulnerary herb heals the skin as well as a treatment if that makes okay. sense yeah, so yeah. like calendula as a herb is one of our best like antimicrobial herbs. Mm-hmm. So I would give to clients say, for, for who, is, have, who have thrush calendula and even skin, a lot of skin is fungal. Like, you yeah. know, I'm... Um, won't even get into that much today like when I'm talking about gut health I'm in the back of my talk about fungal things so mm. me talking about probiotics and stuff like that is going to target that anyway but Calendula is amazing for skin and it's for healing and it's really really cooling like even someone messed me earlier about nappy rashes for kids and yeah. I'm like oh my god it's so good for a nappy mm. rash and it's completely natural like you can give that to anyone even if someone's having like chemo and yeah. they have to have like everything has to be kind of chemical free mm. they can have things like that so the cream that we use it's actually like 8 euro it's so cheap and no um, it's, it's like it's really good and really it's so good, good. Yeah, yeah, it is. So and it doesn't good.
1: sting I've gotten I've yeah. used steroid creams and, yeah. and liquids from the doctor before and I mean you can put it on and you'd be like oh my god oh my god oh my god it would feel like you're putting a like the strongest chemical peel in the world on the air yeah. It's very soothing as well.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing, like medically, it's like either steroids or Mm. a lot of clients I would see who come to me first with psoriasis around immunosuppressants. Mm. So it's so interesting the way from a medical perspective, they understand this is linked with your immune system. So if we suppress your immune response, Mm. your skin won't flare up. Whereas from my perspective, I'm like, well, let's just put out the fire. Let's put out the fire and let's support your immune system so your body can prevent that inflammation from flaring up. Mm. The most important thing from an um, autoimmune perspective, I mentioned it earlier, is your gluten. Would you have much gluten in your diet? <sighs> <laughs> um. Okay, so my diet would be similar
1: to the way I my life is. It's inconsistent. It's mental, Chaos. <laughs> then it's great. Then it's mental, then it's great. Yeah. So I'm up, down, up, down. So it's always like, I, I do try and I always try and add in like, Salad or like something Mm -hmm. to my routine, but no, it's like yes, I would probably have gluten. So
0: do a little experiment over the next couple of weeks. Do you like four weeks? Try and Mm. reduce um, gluten in your diet and take the probiotic Mm. and go back on your zinc. Yeah, I'm sure you have something like that at home. I have a few bits in it (laughs) and see. Do you notice a difference with your skin? And Mm. it's kind of something like long term. Like there's always going to be times you have gluten. Like I'm very aware this is not sustainable. Mm -hmm. But for people who are really suffering, I have people coming to me. I'm sure you've seen it yourself who were head to toe covered in psoriasis um stress massively like we said links it up as well just because mm. obviously stress and like your diet and immune system kind of all be linked in together yeah, well like it's it, when you're stressed you're grabbing like exactly. the coffee and the chocolate for, yeah. for lunch oh, you that's, know that's a lot of my life this <laughs> week <laughs> um sometimes casein that allergy from the milk kind of comes in here as well mm. like people who can't tolerate gluten often have that cross reactivity so i'm kind of first to go gluten and then if they're not seeing any results i'll kind of tweak the dairy as well but I think for anyone listening try go gluten-free instead and just to say as well so gluten-free products can be really processed right so I try to get clients to have like naturally gluten-free things so for Mm -hmm. example you can walk in and buy gluten-free pasta which has kind of five or six different ingredients in it or you could just buy brown rice pasta Mm -hmm. and its ingredient is brown rice and nothing else so brown rice is naturally gluten-free so things like rice your potatoes your oats your um corn products they all um have no gluten in them naturally so try and focus on those first rather Mm -hmm. than just going in and buying like all the the gluten-free brand does that make sense
1: yeah well like so so say for example bread right so bread would be i'm sure everyone's like yes bread has obviously gluten in it yeah gluten-free bread is not nice
0: it's It's really hard yeah yeah. Yeah, it's actually the one that i like for clients is is, the derma cambridge's bread I feel like your granny. Yeah. 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 They have a nice gluten free bread and it's made with oats. Or if you have time, again, like I tell my clients to make porridge bread all the time. Yeah. And I'm like, it's so lovely and it's so easy to make, it takes less than an hour. I have not made porridge bread in my two and a half years. Yeah, no, I know. It's, it's set it's and a time. I'm always like, I'm going to make porridge bread. And I'm like, honestly, guys, it's like an hour from start to finish yeah. in the background. I'm like, you have not made that in so long, no. even though I'm always like, it's the best thing in the world. But honestly, porridge bread is so handy because if you love like your eggs on toast and you don't fancy like porridge, like oats as a herb, like I don't know if you ever heard like the old wives tell put the baby in the bath with mm, a thing oats. of oats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so oats seeds so as a herb. Um, it's called a vena sativa which is oat seed in like the Chinese like medicine like a vino. yeah that's actually oats yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah. vena sativa is the herb mm. and that's always one of our chief herbs in a lot of our skin formulas mm. so it makes sense like the baby in the bath with the oats and it's really really soothing on the skin but as a food it's amazing as well and most people just hate porridge I think it just traumatises kids to be honest like, I, lo- I love do porridge. you love it too? I love, well I'd call it oats <laughs> your oats so I would still <laughs> eat them as well but so many people are like oh my god I hate it like a yeah. ready people are just like I ate it every no, day I, I, no, I was I hate forced ready-brack. fed it as kids and yeah. stuff but I'm like it's not the porridge it's mm. the oats mm. so you can have oats in a smoothie you can make overnight oats you can have your um, you can go Oatabix which is the same as Weed-a-bix, Okay, right. so yeah, it's yeah, a really no simple yeah. spot for spices if mm-hmm. people are having like wheat based breakfast again it's your gluten yeah. you could just switch to oat based breakfast instead mm. Um and what else you yeah, have your porridge about like oak, oak cakes is the narns little biscuits called mm. oak cakes I don't know if I ever gave them the two before do
1: you know what I, I done the gut healing diet when I went to see you so I know all of this yeah. but like, do yeah. I do, have I followed it through since possibly not but I have taken things and yeah. added it in and I think that's what it's all about it's, it's you're not gonna like follow a, a diet no. for the rest of your life
0: and not for something like skin no. because there's no end goal it's like you can just thank your mum and dad for the psoriasis. Yeah, and know? it's not like, you know,
1: if I I said to you, okay, take a collagen drink because you're like, you know, it's like going to do something and it's a vanity thing. You'll do it for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'll naturally you like, do absolutely things, things, hook yeah. it to my veins. Yeah. Yeah. You'll do things for vanity purposes. But to actually go through that just to get rid of it a little bit of psoriasis, you're kind of like, mm. oh, it's
0: good. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I need the gluten, yeah. do you know. But these least people kind of know. So mm. that's the kind of approach that we would do. Again, we use herbal medicine, your probiotics, like Deborah mentioned, we have a lovely one come your zinc for skin repair and immune function. I'm obviously not telling everyone to go out and get all these supplements. Like the kind of goal is obviously we would see clients for consultations, but it's kind of just more guiding you in the right mm. direction and you can do your own research on it. Um so from a kind of actual like um skincare perspective for treatments, people get the LED, isn't it? Like the yeah. big length and some beds.
1: Yes. Yeah. Okay, so some beds actually do clear Mm. psoriasis and eczema up. Even myself, if I'm, like, away on holidays, Mm -hmm. it disappears. Yeah. Do you know? And I can see the... I can see the attraction with them, that and you get a tan, do you know, yeah. but you are doing so much damage to your skin that you cannot see. So I definitely recommend not doing mm-hmm. sunbeds. Um, obviously, the natural sun is fine. Don't be afraid of the sun. Use your SPF. That's lovely. I know we live in Ireland. LED treatment is quite good. Um, use and using soothing stuff like like that La Roche-Posay, mm. I know Dermalogica have an ultra-calming range. They actually have an oatmeal-based um, mask in their professional range. That's really nice. I
0: love seeing the link like that, the herbs in like yeah. professional products. Yeah. It's like, so interesting. You could even make your own mask
1: at home if you have psoriasis. And you could get oats, mm. honey, mm-hmm. um, and you could get a bit of natural yogurt fab. You could mix that up and put it on your skin for like 10-15 minutes. And then minutes. eat it afterwards. it. <laughs> yeah. like eat it off your face. <laughs> but yeah, you can, that's like a really soothing treatment for um,
0: And what about um, like shampoos? Like if you notice anything that you use, that actually helps it. Nioxin. And actually works. Yes. Okay.
1: I'm a big um, I'm a big advocate for using decent shampoo as well. Mm. I know this is all expensive okay, but what I don't get is why would you spend anything from 100 to 200, some people even 300 on your hair and not use decent shampoo and conditioner. Do you know what I mean? It's actually bananas, isn't it? Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's like it, it would be like someone coming into me all the time um, and getting like really advanced, like say fractional laser treatments all mm. the time and then going home and putting like, I don't know, ordinary and Aldi cream on their skin. It just doesn't yeah. add up. You're not getting the results. So um, Nioxin is an absolutely amazing shampoo. I think it's um it's actually a scalp. You can use a scalp treatment. You know, the scalp treatment does tingle a little bit after mm-hmm. you wash your hair but I have to say it's it's great because my whole scalp um around kind of like coming into winter time with the heat and stuff anyway it, it dries your whole body dries up so your skin your scalp your insides you know you need to be obviously omegas are massive mm-hmm. as well but, but Nioxin shampoo treatment and conditioner brilliant Amazing. Even okay. if you only do it once a week and you keep that as your treatment once a week. Yeah. And then go back to say like your kerastase or yeah. you know, even a little bit of if Like alve is the best out of a bad bunch, I think, with okay. shampoos. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So there you go. It's like everything from the outside mm. and the inside. Like it's all in a good spending money on ioxin, but if you're eating loads of cow's milk and you're up the walls and yeah. your gut health's awful and you know, you have to look at kind of the bigger picture there. Yeah. Um, next on your list is acne. Okay. So (laughs) I'm not going to get too much into this because I have a whole acne episode. that I think it's called like everything you need to know about acne. I think it's the second Mm -hmm. episode of the podcast series. Basically, the little kind of crash course is the way I see acne. I look at it from a hormone perspective. So things like hormonal acne where it can be linked to either before your period, which is very much like PMS, might be linked to things like um, low progesterone. Mm -hmm. So when you don't have enough progesterone before you get your period, it's oilier skin, it's sore boobs, it's mood. And that's kind of more acne that flares up maybe the week before your period. So that's one type of acne. Then we have more acne, which is linked with high testosterone levels. And you'd see clients with like PCOS and things like that have it. Um, Excess androgens cause that real cystic acne. So it's under the skin. It kind of doesn't really come to a head. It's the whiteheads, really painful. can be on the back, can be on the jaw, like that kind of acne. Really angry, yes. That's kind of more tied to testosterone levels. And then we look at gut health again, of course, going back to this. But a lot of acne is also linked to bacterial overgrowth. And that's why um, some antibiotics can work for certain people. Now, I always say, if you have hormonal acne from stress because your progesterone is low and you're on antibiotics, talk about being on the wrong path. Like, it's so far from what you need. Mm. So that's why it's so important to try and kind of map out in your month when your your acne is bad. If it's bad for the whole month, I kind of say it can be high testosterone levels. Um and again, gut health. Now again, I have an entire like 40 minute episode on skin. So I'll let you go back and listen to that one and Deborah's gonna fill us in on acne, which I feel like we could do an entire episode on, but yeah. skincare first. Fill me in. Okay. So
1: I find with clients um when someone has acne, they come in and they are just deflate it know. because they are after trying everything, spent an absolute fortune yeah. on stuff that isn't so great, that sometimes was recommended again by a friend or this worked yeah. for that person. It's, And, you know, I've had acne myself. It's a sense of desperation. You mm-hmm. just want that gone. Yeah. You just want your spots gone. You want to feel confident in your skin. Um, like you have to strip it back. You have to go see a professional, not someone at a makeup counter or someone in boots or a chemist or anything like that. Go to a professional, even get a skin consultation to just have a chat about your routine. And at least then you can get some advice of like what not to use or what to use. You could be using medical grade or like clinical grade products, but if they're not the right products for you, it's not going to help with your acne, mm-hmm. do you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know whether you find this, but when clients come in, they do too much
0: completely way too many products Mm. yeah because they're trying everything it's like in desperation of and again like if you're you know using really expensive products and yet your diet is out the window Mm -hmm. like it's like of course it's not going to work yeah you know that way um but yeah usually people are just using way way too many things and like you're saying there, like your friends oh this worked for me but what if your friend has acne because of poor gut health and yours is linked to high testosterone levels you know they're they're kind of two kind of different things um, what's your favorite like skincare products? Like, what do you think people with acne need? If people were like, I've ten different products I'm using. What is the main things you think people with acne okay. need to be using? You
1: need to be. It's like, it's like the gym because I find I, <laughs> this is why I find acne. <laughs> acne is hard to treat, but it's only hard for me to treat when someone doesn't work with me.
0: So okay. it'd be basically you're like your personal trainer.
1: Yeah. So it's like having a personal trainer and going to personal training once a week or three times a week or whatever. And going home and getting a McDonald's drive-thru on your way home. Yeah, Do you know, yeah, yeah. Like, you have to stick with it. You have to try. Like, I find, like, people use something for a week
0: mm-hmm. and they notice
1: a slight bit of a difference. And they're like, oh, my God, the yes, yes, yes. And then they'll stop. They, they won't notice it. They'll start, get, they'll get another flare-up. And then they'll go, okay, that doesn't work. And they go home and they have this big press mm-hmm. worth probably hundreds, yeah. if I'm honest, yeah. um, of all this stuff that, that they're not using and doesn't really work. So... Um, salicylic
0: acid is oh, that I can't use <laughs> you can't use yeah you can't every use it. every time I go acid, get facial, I'd love like, to use salicylic I like, get <laughs> so much congestion Deborah yeah. loves my skin she loves like you know like the pimple popper freaks yeah. that's Deborah. Mm. and I'm like yeah. you love my skin and yeah. shit you like inner element yeah we're getting blackheads, but salicylic acid, the way you describe it to me, it's like getting a shovel and just getting any oil out of the pores. Yeah, isn't it? like so, yeah. it acts
1: like a magnet to oil. Oh,
0: that's it. Yeah, yeah. so it acts like yeah. a
1: magnet to oil. So it basically sucks the oil out of your pores. Okay. So if you use salicylic acid on an area where you don't have a breakout, your skin is going to completely dry up.
0: Interesting. Yeah, okay. and then if your
1: skin completely dries up, you're left with all this surface dead, flaky skin. If you start getting oily, then what happens? Your pores get blocked even more. You get even more breakouts.
0: Oh, that's so interesting. Mm. So salicylic on its own or I know you have the see okay so
1: again, in terms of products like, in, okay I'm going to just recommend what I would normally recommend I walk because, into your yeah I walk yeah, in there's Lyme so kind. much that doesn't work that says salicylic acid on the tin that doesn't have enough Ooh, in interesting. it interesting yeah. okay um, 2% of salicylic acid and above okay mm-hmm. um, image like okay so it depends like so there's like you were saying there's so many different types of acne a really common one that I see coming into the clinic all the time is everyone their whole face is perfect and it's just their chin. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it usually happens to someone that has had perfect skin their whole teenager into their 20s. And as soon as they hit kind of around the 30 mark, it starts flaring up and they're wondering where did it come from? I'm always like
0: in my head, I'm like, is that post pill? They come yeah. off the
1: pill to get pregnant and their skin goes Yeah, mental, a lot. Sometimes. You know? yeah. yeah. But sometimes it's not. And then what happens is they go to their GP. Mm. They get put on antibiotics. They take the antibiotics. It works. It clears up their skin as soon as they stop taking the antibiotics. You're back to square one again, yeah. and you have this acne. And I know you talk about this all the time. Yeah. Um. I I would just love someone to listen to me. Do you know? And actually, just like do. And I don't come here. I do have. This is why you have. I going to be <laughs> hanging on everywhere. You still haven't mentioned the product. People yeah. are like, I oh can't tell me which one is it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just rand, rambling on. So. Okay, so you have your you have to treat acne. It, it's an inflammation in the skin. So instead yeah. of burning spots off, like as people use toothpaste, Sudocream, oh yeah. perfume. I've even heard apple cider vinegar. It's all about soothing and calming. So yeah. taking the oil out of the pore one, using salicylic acid. So you can use that in a cleanser. You can use it in a cream. Image have a lovely range called Clear Cell. Mm. But again, I wouldn't recommend using it on your whole face unless you have acne all over your face. Because if you, say, went in and grabbed a salicylic cleanser and you washed your face morning and night with that, you'd probably go, oh my God, I don't like that cleanser it's just because you're using it That's so interesting. Mm. I'm obsessed. Love that. Um, So usually what I would do is the Ormedic cleanser from Image. It's anti-inflammatory. Mm. So it's gentle. You can use it morning and night. So that's what we start off with. I use that. Yeah. yeah it's just it's, like it's, it's, lovely. it's like balancing. It doesn't yeah. really
0: do... It's just a balancer, isn't it? I it think
1: does. it's a foamy cleanser. So I feel like you, you, your skin feels really clean. So you'd have yeah. a bit of congestion like around your nose area and stuff. Yeah. Totally normal. But yeah. it helps balance out the oil yeah. in that area and it makes you feel super clean. Yeah,
0: you're squeaky clean. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Um, so then you're looking at your, so if you're using the medic, then you're looking at a salicylic acid treatment. So you could use, there's acne balancing serum in alumier It's an mm-hmm. absolutely brilliant one. It's a serum. Pop it on a cotton bud and put it directly on breakouts at night time.
0: Brilliant, okay.
1: Exfoliation, which I've done a whole podcast on, is yeah. one of the most important steps. And with with acne, my first question to people is, "What are you exfoliating with?" And a lot of times Saint
0: Ives scrub. Oh god, <laughs> <laughs> that's the devil. But scrubs are the devil, um, and yeah. they irritate the skin. It's like us growing up; it's like nineties. We just seen these yeah. Saint Ives, Saint Ives pore strips,
1: I know. um, know cream, um, clear. We've Cell. all done it. That was yeah. me
0: in school. Yeah. You're, de- you're desperate. You just yeah. want. You just want clear skin. And the magazines? what the magazines tell us to yeah. do? Yeah. So, so yeah, when we, and say, we say exfoliants, you mean acids. Like, yes. Yeah. So
1: something like the Bright and Clear Solution in Illumia, I absolutely love, love, love because it is a lactic acid with a tiny bit of salicylic in it. So you can use it on all skin. Have you actually no, tried that? I'm, list- I'm like, I need to why get you on that? Try that because yeah. it only has a small bit of salicylic acid in it so I don't know I'm actually I am I need to put that on your skin and patch test. Yeah. so to for see me
0: if, and listen I had this mad reaction to salicylic mm. acid a few years ago and like it looked like I had like a beat like my eyes like puffed up mm. I got this like mad rash on my eyes it actually happened twice but I was using the ordinary one at the time yes. so I'm actually just afraid now to use it and I'm always like it's always going to be like something coming up where I can't afford for, it's just me being yeah. like, I'm like, oh no, I, I want to look nice next weekend. So I'm not going to try it now. Well, you don't want to be know? puffy. But I actually will. Next time I'll do a little patch me. test. Yeah, yeah.
1: Remind me the next time you're in the skin boutique, I'll yeah. do like a little patch test even on your neck. I'd love to try it. Yeah. yeah. The bright and clear, it's brilliant. So that's your daily exfoliant then. So what you're doing is you're taking off the dead skin, your skin can breathe, you're taking out a little bit of the oil. So you're balancing out the skin a little bit and that way you have clearer skin. Amazing. Okay. Whereas if you keep not exfoliating and and lashing stuff on your skin, it's not going to penetrate through the dead skin.
0: Yeah. And then you're getting
1: that trapped. So you're basically trapping your pores are trapping oil in between dead skin all the time. And that's why you have massive flare ups and big inflammations. Um, And please never use toothpaste or (laughs) cream on spots because they don't.
0: They don't work. Yeah. So we need something with salicylic. So mm-hmm. would like the serum be enough or do they need cleanser as well?
1: So if you use the Armida cleanser and you had the Illumina, the Salicylic, yeah. um, the acne balancing serum, yeah. that's your treatment. So you have your cleanser, you have your treatment, obviously SPF as well you yeah. need. But then if you want a hydrating serum as well, yeah. um, there's there's so much that you can okay. use. But I, I would always start someone off on like a basic cleanse mm-hmm. serum. SPF and like a cleanse and a treatment at night time. So four products do you know? Yeah. Okay amazing. A- and do that consistently and then that that's it works. You'll notice the difference yeah. in your skin do you know?
0: And then you're avoiding like I find some clients are on retinols they're on yeah. glycolic and salicylic mm-hmm. and lactic acid yeah. like they're over exfoliating their skin yeah. as well. So I think they're stripping like from my perspective it's stripping the skin yeah. your skin has less oil it's going to produce more, more oil, oil because yeah. oil is for nourishment like mm. I think we see oil as a devil but yeah. like your, your oil needs to nourish your skin. So if your body's like, oh my God, there's not enough oil, it's just going to make more. Yeah. And that's actually why zinc is so good. Zinc actually helps control oil production. Mm. So um, the. You said the pill depletes your body. Of and zinc. the pill doesn't zinc. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then when you come off the pill, mm-hmm. your. Body overproduces oil. That's why so many people get oilier skin when they come off it. I you know, yeah, that happened bad. to me.
1: Yeah. Because I, I hadn't had a shiny face in years and I was like, what is on? This is the thing. On? People
0: come to me and they're in like their thirties and they're like, Ash, I don't know how to make my makeup anymore. Yeah. They're like, I had dry skin for my whole life and now it's oily. Yeah. Um, okay, amazing. So in terms of treatments, I actually just remembered I've um put up a QA mm-hmm. box. I'm actually gonna have a little look now when I'm talking to you, and we can ask if you hear about acne. But in terms of actual treatments in the salon, like what do you find is like the best one for acne? Or is it completely individual-based?
1: It is individual-based, but you'll start off with a chemical peel, okay? And for some clients, I use a combination treatment. So what I'll do is I'll do a chemical peel on their skin and say if they have an area, like for example, the chin of stubborn cystic acne, we use the laser on the chin and it actually slightly shrinks the sebaceous gland. Mm. So you're producing less oil. It, it calms and soothes. I know it's an aggressive, it's sounding treatment and mm-hmm. it is essentially, but it, it really... Helps calm and soothe, and then post inflammatory hyperpigmentation is a big thing with acne as well. So, you have a breakout, the breakout's gone, but you're still left with that red the mark.
0: Redness, yeah. Mm. So, zinc again, skin healing yeah. from my perspective, yeah.
1: And then, something like when we clear your skin, then we got in the root microneedling to kind of, yeah, relieve. which we'll definitely
0: talk about in the next episode. Yeah, I got that, yeah, I'm hooked. Yeah.
1: yeah, it is. It's one of, I have to say, hands down, it's one of the best yeah. treatments, yeah. Um, But yeah, it just clears the post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation because that sometimes can be more annoying for someone with acne than an actual whitehead. It's scarring, yeah. Yeah. It's like the redness on Mm. the skin. Yeah.
0: Okay, okay, fab. Right, let me dive into our questions. Um, Okay, so let me look here and see. Um, Okay, so first one here, pregnancy, acne and breakouts, anything that can help? Yes. Because I can't really do much because I'm always very like kind of more hardcore. Now, I would say diet like in terms of from a Chinese medicine perspective, we always say acne is too much heat in the mm-hmm. body. So you need to address the cold foods, which makes so much sense. This time of year in the winter months, we find skin issues flare up because your, like, overnight oats are now porridge that's warm. Your salads are now, like, soups and your dinners are, like, hot. So it's all hot foods. Mm-hmm. People are gone from their salads and their smoothies and their fruit. So make sure to keep raw food in the diet for acne from Chinese medicine and your omega-3. But there's very little I can do... I can't really give herbs during pregnancy. So my hands are a little bit tired in terms of the really bad cystic acne. Dame is also brilliant. She can't give that during Mm -hmm. pregnancy. So
1: treatment wise your products okay so treatment wise again going back to like a, a peel but enzyme peels so like mm. you, what you are saying like pineapple and papaya enzymes we'd use as oh a treatment fat. and it eats away at the surface dead skin it's lovely it's called the hormetic lift um, I've it's actually them. yeah it's more yeah, gentle isn't it it's yeah. much more gentle but you still get that lovely glow from it so, so that glowy, will yes. take it back um, take all the dead skin off and soothe any inflammation then home care your ormedic cleanser is brilliant because it's anti-inflammatory the whole ormedic range. Is completely safe to use in pregnancy, Mm -hmm. Um, and it's all anti-inflammatory. So any of those angry spots, you're soothing. And then actually, the Clear Cell range have a serum. I cannot remember the exact name of it off the top of my head, but it has. It doesn't have salicylic acid in it. It has B five and B six, so it actually soothes the spots Mm -hmm. rather than like throwing an acid on it and exfoliating the area. Yeah, everything has to think calming and soothing products.
0: Okay. So next question. Let me have a look here and see. Um, okay, so advice for under the skin bumps and blackheads on chin and oh. jawline, please. Exfoliation. Yeah, exfoliation.
1: Uh, going back to the bright and clear and aluminum, that's mm. absolutely amazing for your home care. Um, and yeah. your bumps, your oh my god, your face tan that you're using is really important.
0: We always oh, when I wear tan, Deborah's like, "Oh, you're wearing tan again!" Yeah, because I know when you your pores are yellow or orange. Yeah. Like so when orange. you do
1: extractions, a normal blackhead, it's obviously black on the surface, but it's white underneath because mm. it oxidizes when it hits the surface. Um, but when you do extractions on someone that's after wearing a lot of tan, a lot of the times. It's orange and it's brown. And now I lo—I love this. Some people are probably like, oh, that's disgusting. I see that. And I'm like, yes, get out. Yeah, it's <laughs> literally like satisfaction. For you. Yeah. So just be really careful of what um, tans that you're using as mm-hmm. well on your skin. Never use a body tan on your face. Um, and then certain tans are more breakout causing than others. What's so- the one
0: that you love? I love Bare by Vogue. Yeah, I still haven't tried that. I love Bare by Vogue. Yeah.
1: Um I love the face tan. I, t- I went and tried the facial serum even though I don't agree with cosmetics and um skincare pass and same the way I don't like makeup brand skincare. Yeah. I just think stick in your lane like yeah. but um no the Bare by Vogue face tan mist mm. is brilliant.
0: So they need some sort of acid so either glycolic or mm. lactic acid. Yeah. It's retinol acid? Retinol, yeah, see, retinol, okay, so there's your acids and then there's your
1: retinols. Okay. So there's so many different types of retinols, like there's retinol, there's retin-A, there's Mm -hmm. retinoids, and they all, um, they're all basically, like, you're better off just with a medical grade retinol and a pure percentage because you can get blends in certain products. So just because it says vitamin A and retinol on the label doesn't actually mean it has a pure retinol Mm -hmm. percentage. Um, But your acids
0: are... Your acids are your exfoliants. And for pregnancy, this is something that bothers me. I'm mm. not even pregnant. And mm. I'm like, I have to give up my alcohol <laughs> yeah. and my skincare. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm mm. already, like, freaked, even though I'm not pregnant. There's so much It's not fair. Do. So tell me, what can I use when I get pregnant? Okay. Can so I keep my retinol? No, you can't keep your retinol. But, like, um, I like, wink, wink, no, no, no. You know no, I no, I retinol,
1: I'm no, no with. like no. Action.
0: Now, I heard that Environ, you can use their retinol.
1: I wouldn't. I don't. I don't agree with
0: that. Like, how can they...
1: Different brands, okay. different reels. Yeah. Um
0: a so lot you of, didn't use retinol when you were pregnant? No.
1: So okay. I you know, do you know what? I tell a lie. I used the overnight retinol
0: mask. Okay.
1: Now, if you think about it right, so the reason why you're not allowed to use retinol during pregnancy is because the you're, vitamin A. The vitamin A. Yeah. If you ingest vitamin A mm-hmm. like through your mouth in a tablet or whatever, that's supposed to be really bad. Um, for pregnancy, so that's why they just err on the side of caution with your skin. Is the retinol going to penetrate and reach your bloodstream and be that because strong? Yeah, no, okay, so it's totally. Each to their own. But retinol, I'd be a bit more stricter with now. Okay. I just am. Um. So acids and glycolic? <laughs> um, or? Yeah, like you can, like, okay, again, I'm not going to tell people to do things. Talk to your GP. Talk to your GP. Um, yeah. I, because I'm not having people. Medicine. I know I'm that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what
0: like to you, like, you know, what we would say to each other and what we say in a podcast is probably two very different things. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'll
1: be honest. I used acids throughout my pregnancy. Yeah. Do you know, I personally, for me don't see a problem with using them I use the Bright and Clear solution I know that it's under 2% salicylic acid Mm -hmm. it has your nice gentle lactic acid like if you think about it if your skincare penetrated that much then we wouldn't have any problems ever because it would go so deep down Mm -hmm. that you could clear um, pigmentation by just just putting a cream on your face. Yeah, do you know? And yeah, you could yeah. you could go yeah, right there. Absorption, down. like how much it's actually absorbing. Yeah. yeah. Like you could melt fat if that's the case yeah. by using the cream. And unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. no matter what labels tell you, you cannot melt fat with a cream. Yeah. So you have to kind of think of it logically as yeah. well. I read a really good book um when I was pregnant and it's like what basically what you can and can't do and mm-hmm. why they say it. And even with alcohol, they say like one or two alcoholic beverages are okay. Mm-hmm. But if they tell you that it's okay to drink, then you'd have people that would drink yeah. eight, nine, ten beverages. Yeah, so that's why they just do a blanket no
0: yeah makes sense mm. okay perfect okay so I feel like we could talk all day about skincare products perfect. alone this is what we do when we come into when I go in for facials yeah. I'm like and what do you do now and <laughs> what are you putting on my skin and how does that work <laughs> what and you're it like a mind of information I've learned so much so if anyone would like to get an appointment um, with Deborah, do you still do online consultations you know what it's something I am just I'm so, get back at home I though. know I'm yeah. so
1: busy in the clinic now um, and yeah, like really yourself. busy and yeah I basically need to be an octopus at yeah the moment. <laughs> I'm trying to juggle so much Um online consultations will be coming up mm. but we have so many people that travel like I've clients that travel yeah. from like Galway and stuff and it's lovely to see like when you think about it you can travel to a skin appointment because
0: if you're coming every four to six weeks like, yeah, and then you're really good at home products. Yeah. yeah. So the Skin Boutique is based in Concealy. Mm-hmm. actually in the corner from my clinic. So you could come to me and then go to Deborah and you'd be absolutely <laughs> flying with all your advice. Um, I will leave their info below. And if you have any questions, I'm sure Deborah won't mind if you get in touch. No, not at all. And when you're finished listening to this episode, go over to Deborah's podcast. Where we're gonna talk all about bridal skin and talk about all the things we didn't talk about. Lots of fun stuff. All the, stuff. Yeah, all the really yeah. fun chat. Deborah, thank you so much not for coming all. in today. It was so lovely it's to been have you on. <laughs> and I will chat to everyone next week.